Hello. You're listening to Mock Footage. These two pals really like movies, but one of them hasn't seen very many, okay? Our hosts won't be using any nasty language, so you can share this with your grandma. And they will be discussing major plot details, so here's your dang spoiler warning. Hello. My name is Joseph Langlois, and this week... We are watching Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. My name is Ray Hiroso, and this is the second movie in terms of timeline of the Indiana Jones film series. It's not, and you know it's not. You know I wouldn't do that, so don't lie. In the timeline? Oh. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. You're right, actually. Yes. Chronologically, like... Temple of Doom is first. Narratively, this is the second movie. But and it's I the don't first know. movie that was made. Right. Yes. You're um, probably going to ask me what I think the plot is. No. Well, I will. <gasps> but first, I'm going to ask you what the main theme is. Of this movie? Yeah, how's the Indiana Jones theme song go? Oh. ba 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 Perfect. Yes, brilliant. By John okay. Williams. Yeah, absolutely. And can you tell me who Indiana Jones is played by? Harrison Ford. Can you tell me any important pieces of gear that Indiana Jones has? A whip. Anything else? A hat. Heck yeah. Uh, okay. He Perfect. hates snakes. He does. He does hate snakes. <laughs> Why did it have to be snakes, he says. Why, why did it have to be snackies? Uh-huh. Um, so you're right about all of that. You're brilliant, <laughs> and I love you, and your big, beautiful brain. Now can you please tell me what happens in Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark? In Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, Indiana Jones, played by Harrison Ford, is looking for the Ark of the Covenant before mm-hmm. Nazis can. Yep. And I'm pretty sure he punches multiple Nazis at some point. He is a known Nazi puncher. He is an archaeologist mm-hmm. who is is wants to either get... He wants to get the... He doesn't want the Ark for himself, or he wants to get it for a museum, obviously, uh, for fame and fortune. But it turns out that he has to stop Nazis from getting it, or else they'll unleash... Uh, Bad juju. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. What did the Nazis want with the Ark? <laughs> Precisely. I could have said apocalypse, but I decided to say bad juju. Uh huh. Yeah. So if the Nazis get it, everyone's gonna be in a little funk for a little while. I'm so mad at myself. Uh huh. Uh, Nazis want it for power because Nazis are bad. Don't ever power. believe anyone. What do you mean? What is what kind of power does it bestow upon the beholder? The the ark, if 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 you are pure of heart, <laughs> bestows upon you <laughs> godly powers. And if you, if if you don't, you die. If you're not pure of heart, you die. You die. Okay. And it, it your just face decides. gets melted off in claymation style. Right. Okay. So you you know that as well. So you you I know think. you know some things about this movie, the series at least. Um, you know that scene that you're speaking of is is 
infamous. Um, this movie came out in 1981, and it is rated PG. And to my knowledge, I don't know how true this is, but I've, I've been told and I believe that this movie is one of the last movies that came out before the PG-13 rating oh. came into being because I of how suggestive and, and kind of gruesome some of the parts get. Interesting. Um, so, huh. yeah. Can I talk about how the movie kind of progresses? And yeah, some, yeah. Some I'd, I'd love for you to tell me what happens in the opening scene. Like, how are we introduced to this this uh, this archaeologist with a whip and a hat? He's inside a temple of doom. <laughs> 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 he, he's inside a dark, dank cave dungeon, and he he's trying to pick up an artifact, but he has to switch it out. Switch it out with what? A a, a sack. A sack of, of rocks. rocks. Sack of rocks. rocks, okay. Sack of rocks. Um, and if he doesn't do it just right, the pressure plate activates and a boulder will come and cr- crush him. Uh-huh. Um, and he doesn't do it right, and he has to escape from the boulder, and that's that's cue opening. Right. So and he's then a, when he's he gets out adventure. of when he gets out of this cave, when he gets out of this cave with this this idol that he's gotten because uh, he, he escapes obviously mm-hmm. it doesn't end right there him getting crushed by a boulder um what what happens then he immediately gets arrested he gets arrested by the cops yes uh for looting okay uh and he has to prove his innocence as a uh, an archaeologist and he does he has he shows his do- documentation and paperwork and his degree and it's fine uh but he just kind of went willy-nilly without even getting approval, which is a problem. Uh, from here on out, he gets proper approval f- whenever he goes and travels, because this was such an What inconvenience does he travel from? What's his day job? He's an, he's an archaeologist. But, or, well, oh! Yeah, yeah, like, I mean, he goes on these, these trips to get these idols and stuff. What does he do when he's not out in the world? Uh, he's a museum curator. He's a museum curator, okay. Yeah, and so and like so he the... has his own private museum that he's like expanding the collection of directly? No, he works for one. He's okay. not even like he wants to own one. Okay. And that's why he's out like trying to build a reputation for himself. Okay. So uh, this guy believes in history. Yes. But he's also an athletic active man who can be adventure. Okay. So he gets Taken by the cops, he escapes. He, um, I guess we should probably talk about where we are, huh? Yeah, where are we? Well, the first part takes place in Taiwan, uh, and then the that the and then the the movie transitions to transitions to its main setting. To I need to pick a place. Hold on. I mean, he's in Israel, right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, cause he's looking for the Ark of the Covenant. Uh, and he's at, he's at the embassy and he meets, a a a, a, a fine woman named Isabel. Uh-huh. And they end up traveling together cause she's also interested in history and she becomes his companion for the rest of the movie while they escape from Nazis. Because right. uh, he hears that there are some bad folk and the Nazis reveal themselves at some point and he whips he he whips a pistol out of a guy's hand and it's really cool. Uh-huh. Um and then they escape. It's a lot <laughs> of escaping from Nazis, uh, until he finally punches them. Okay. 
Can you tell me about the sword fight at all? Um, yeah. So Isabel does a sword fight, right? Yeah. And it's really cool because we learned that she's actually a trained fencer. Uh-huh. And uh, it's just a very fun dance. All right. She absolutely owns people during the sword fight, is what I'm trying to say. Okay, so she racks up quite the body count. Yes. <laughs> they're not killing people. They're not killing Nazis? On screen. They're just knocking them out. They're just knocking them out, okay. And then the authorities are, are t- arresting them later. The the not Okay, and so... <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> so they, they leave a, a swath of unconscious Nazis, and then, and then the cops come and clean up the mess. Yeah, there's like a inspector guy who keeps who's like behind the trail. He's like not bad. He's a friend. Yeah, he, well, he's. I feel like he's got like a an antagonistic relationship with Indiana Jones. A little bit. He's like always one step behind him, but happy to like pick up the pick up the the trash that he leaves behind. Absolutely, and it's like they're rivals. <laughs> Right. They're kind of rifles. Okay. Um, okay. Can you tell me anything about... Are, are there any, like, rival archaeologists out there in the world? Um, so it turns out that Isabel was hired by R- R- Richard Dr- Drake. <laughs> nope, I can't. I not can't Drake. Say, Probably not Drake. I can't say Drake. Richard Montgomery. Okay. Uh, to kind of like keep tabs on on Indiana Jones, but uh, she actually does fall not fall in love, but like falls in respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For him, and eventually betrays Ri- Richard. Oh, okay, uh, okay. So she ends up aligned with Indy at the end of the movie. Yes. Uh, but Richard is the the main rival archaeologist, and is he, he there doesn't d- at the end of the movie. When, no, uh, we only see him at home. Like, he's very lazy and decadent. Okay, so does he end up coming back later on, then? Yeah, he's he's featured in the third movie. Okay. Um, Richard Montgomery is in the third movie. Got it. Uh, write that down. And... Write that down, folks. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, I guess, so they, they go on this, this adventure through Israel. Are they... They're they're looking for the Ark of the Covenant. How are they looking for it? Like what what by what method are they tracking it down? Um, maps and also uh, pieces like not pieces of the Ark, but like physical objects that have clues on them. Artifacts that are clues. Okay. Yeah. And uh, and then they use this to find its resting place, and they dig it up, and the Nazis are there too. Yes, the Nazis. Um. Or the Nazis are there. already there digging. Yeah, out. they're already digging, and so Indiana and Isabel have to sneak in. And uh, as they're about, to, and Isabel uh, ends up like fighting most of the Nazi guard people, uh-huh. and so she's not there for the final. Non fatally stabbing them. Yes, for the so she's not there for the final confrontation. Okay, but uh, Indiana is, and him and the the main bad guy. Uh, the main bad guy opens the Ark of the Covenant, but uh-huh. uh, Indiana Jones, being smart that he is, knows that he is not pure of heart and looks away, and he does not melt because he did not look at the Ark so of he, the Covenant. Okay, okay, okay. So he knows. He knows to keep his. He knows to stay humble and keep his eyes. He read closed. the Bible. He he's a good Christian boy. That's what we need <laughs> to know. He's a good Christian boy. 
<laughs> um, Ray, is Indiana Jones a doctor? He, yes, he is. Okay, Dr. Jones. Uh, Dr. Jones, that's what the song by Aqua's about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for giving me the perfect cue to cut that song in here. Dr. Jones, What else? Uh, I I, I want to wrap it up. I I, I need a, another good question to to wrap it up here. Were there any like particular ways in which, like any particular stunts or or fight choreography or any cool thing that Indiana Jones did specifically that you remember that sticks out to you as like one of the coolest bits? Um, it, it's not super cool, but <laughs> it's not super cool. But I do remember. Um, Indiana Jones standing outside of a building, like, on, like, the the banister thing, like, outside of a window, like, trying to sneak around, mm-hmm. and instead of using a stunt double, that was Harrison Ford actually, like, high up. Uh, there okay. was protection at the bottom, but he did most of the stunts, and that one actually looked very dangerous to me. Yeah. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Well, I think with that, it's time for us to get started on the movie uh we'll take a quick little popcorn break here ray what was your favorite line um my favorite line is by the doctor indiana jones when he's facing off against a nazi uh and he says i'm gonna whip you into shape and he whips him (laughs) Yeah, I love that part. Oh my god, let's go eat some popcorn, right? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining us here in the tomb of the popcorn. This week, I'd like to direct your attention to a couple of the other shows here on Lunar Light Studio, starting with Artificial Ghost Radio. Artificial Ghost Radio is a Sisyphean music recommendation podcast hosted by Quiz Keeper, Miles Lazarus, and Tomb Dweller, Jupiter Garbayo. Every other week, they challenge each other to find songs based on completely arbitrary themes and discuss them while making goofs along the way. Then they spin the Wheel of Discord to talk about a random song from the Challenger's library any song you can find artificial ghost radio every other saturday on lunar light studio or wherever else you might get your podcasts artificial ghost radio it's a music show it's a game show it's silly it's spooky it's great and next i'm going to tell you about badvertising badvertising is a podcast wherein the hosts are ad executives who take your favorite brands then create a product and a viral ad campaign that will be sure to end in miserable failure Hosted by Penny Parker, Blue Lennox, and Haley Rose, airing every other Monday on Lunar Light Studio or wherever else you might get your podcasts. Badvertising, your dissatisfaction guaranteed. And Badvertising is a show that's silly and spooky and great, I, I think is the thing I said for about Artificial Ghost Radio, but it's also true for Badvertising. It's silly. It is spooky. There's the lore. There's demon lore. So go check it out if you if you like that. Or if you don't like that, then ignore what I said and it'll surprise you. Ooh. Anyway, uh, enough 
of surprises from me. Now back to surprises from ancient tombs. Uh, I guess I'm deciding right now in this moment that Indiana Jones is a Halloween movie. So there you go. Anyway, enjoy the rest of the episode. Bye. Hey, Ray. How how are you feeling? You know, for a classic movie, I feel like it passed by pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah, especially, like, considering what happens in it, which isn't a lot. Yeah, no, not a lot happens in this movie. <laughs> uh, and yet we got to the halfway point, and I'm like, this can't be the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it felt like it, and then yeah. they decided to add on more, and I'm, and a lot, there's a lot of scenes. Yeah, there's a lot of areas, there's a lot of settings, um, but there's not a lot of unique actions <laughs> yeah and that's uh, fine that's fine yeah so a uh, quick little plot review here is that the movie opens off introducing us to indiana jones played by harrison ford who is in some kind of temple in peru trying to uh, recover an idol and when he he does trigger the trap and the giant boulder chases him like you said uh and when he leaves the cave uh there he is confronted by a large group of armed men and uh his rival archaeologist named belloc who steals the thing from him and he escapes but he he loses the the archaeological piece to this other guy and Mm -hmm. that sets the tone for the movie uh that's it's that at a grander scale for the rest of the movie so then we see Dr. Jones teaching class, archaeology class, and uh, some U.S. military men come and say that there's a new information about the Ark of the Covenant, which is the container that held the stone tablets um, that Moses wrote the Ten Commandments on. And the Nazis also know this new information. And then the rest of the movie is Indiana Jones and the Nazis uh seeking a clue or a map or the ark itself and then having possession of it and stealing it back and forth from one another until the end when um the nazis led by belloc the the other archaeologist open the ark and all the nazis die but indiana jones knows to keep his eyes closed so he doesn't die. Also, he tells his friend Marion to do the same, and they live happily ever after. And also, the U.S. military takes the Ark and just hides it away in some big warehouse. And, that's, and puts that's, it in Warehouse 13. It puts it in Warehouse 13, according to Ray. So that's that's the plot of the movie. Um, and I do, I do want to also touch on something that I asked after we stopped recording the first half, which is, you haven't seen this movie, but you have played the Indiana Jones Lego video game i played like a quarter of the first one yeah. <laughs> that that makes sense <laughs> yeah so that happened but regardless eh. you know what i thank you for that plot synopsis joe i never thank you enough for all the hard work you do so i'd like to put it on air right here thank you for all the hard work you do um <laughs> uh, but now back to me and my thoughts mm-hmm. no um I expected a lot more puzzle solving. 
and a lot more action, and I got a lot less of both and a lot more of nerdy Harrison Ford. There was a lot. You Yeah, there was more. I would say there was plenty of action. Okay, there was plenty of action, but I expected a lot more puzzle solving than I than we did. Yeah, the aspect of him, like you mentioned in yours, that he was a museum curator, which not, was not correct, but like he did talk about a museum. There was plenty of screen time of him being a nerd and talking about hi- nerd history in a nerdy way, which was cool. Yes. And I didn't expect that from Indiana Jones. That was more of a dream for me to have yeah. him be the smart and cool action guy at yeah. the same time. And I got that. Yeah. Yeah. Because after he leaves the university, he's just all punching Nazis and taking names and also shooting a couple Nazis and maybe pushing one into a propeller of a plane. Did he push? He, whatever. I don't. I'm not sad about the death of Nazis in this. Me movie. neither. <laughs> not at all. Nope. Not at all. Nazis are a good villain because you can just let them get chopped up by a plane propeller and be like, and you can say, yucky. "Oh no!" But like, good. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Somebody got chopped up. And I said during that scene. So there's a scene, uh, in the middle of the movie where Indiana Jones and Marion are trying to escape, do a thing sneak around a Nazi base and this huge guy of just muscle comes and just decides that he wants to beat up Indiana Jones. Uh, and Marion is stuck inside of a, a a plane that's about to lift off and the p- propellers are spinning and there's like gas tanks around and I yelled so loud, this is a scene from Final Destination. Yeah. And it, yeah. Is. it is. It is. It's, it was so convoluted and uh, a key component of Final Destination movies, at least in the first two, <laughs> is the fact that gas leaks everywhere <laughs> <laughs> and explosions happen. And also somebody usually gets cut to shreds yeah. because of flying metal. Those things were all here on this one piece. Well, somebody did die because they got cut into pieces by a plane propeller. There was blood it wasn't. It was gruesome, but we didn't see the body. Yeah, and also people exploded. Probably we just saw the the corn syrup. We saw the corn syrup land on like the cockpit yeah. of the plane that Marion was in, and I said, "Oh no!" But also good. <sighs> so let's start off with some differences here. Um, Isabel, not Marion, not important. You did say that she was a fencer. And that they didn't kill anybody. And they didn't kill a lot of people. Indiana Jones did a lot of punching people until they were unconscious or throwing them out of moving vehicles until they were unconscious. But he definitely did kill some people. He definitely shot one man. He definitely for did shoot sure. the guy that swung his sword around in that iconic scene. In that iconic sword fight? Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Um, Marion's cool. Mar- yeah, Marion's great. She's got she's got spunk. She's got spunk and drinking for days. Although we, we did uh talk about while well, during the movie she gets she gets fridged early on like mm. I fully believed she was dead. Me too. This truck explodes and you're led to believe that she was on the truck and then like she shows up like 20 minutes later um and she's like she's tied up, she's captured 
And then Indiana comes and he's going to rescue her. And then he's like, wait a second, if I rescue you, like, they'll know you're gone and they'll be looking for me. I'll rescue you later. So he like, we talked about how he like looks in the fridge and sees her and is like, nah, we'll, we'll leave you in there for now. I'm going to take you out later. And I'm like, I don't know if I like this. (laughs) Which kind of sucks, but. kind of sucked. One thing I always forget about this movie, other than what happens in it, because I can never remember (laughs) because it's so like. It's this, just it's just it's loosely sparse. related, especially yeah. in the back half of the movie. It's like there is no explanation oh for how Indiana Jones is getting to where he is getting. <laughs> oh yeah, are you talking about the submarine? He rides a like... sub, which apparently doesn't go underwater at all for miles and miles. He just rides on top of it, and then, and then when as the, it the arrives, sub is docking. <laughs> yeah, go on, Ray. Uh, sorry, as the sub is docking, we see Indy already on land, sneaking yeah. around, and Joe's like, how did he get there first? How did he get on the dock before the sub got pulled in? How did that happen? Uh, um, Indy magic. But yeah, one thing I always forget about the movie is how funny it is. Uh, there's so many, like, there's so many, like, parts that are funny, like, on purpose. Like, there's jokes and just, like, lowbrow humor, too, like... Uh, like the slapstick. There's a scene oh after they first or second or third time escape the Nazis and they're on the ship and Indy's like hurting in the cabin and Marion's looking at a mirror that like swivels and she like one of the sides is really foggy so she goes to turn it around and it smacks Indy in the head and he just yells super loud. <laughs> it was the funniest thing. <laughs> I laughed for a full minute. Yeah. I oh got my both god. That was you're not so expecting funny. it at all. No. The stakes are so incredibly high and people are dying. And like when the the engineer comes onto the screen, the big the big muscly guy, he like comes out, he's like, "Come on, get down here and fight me." And Indiana Jones like looks back after he had already fought some guy. He had already fought some guy and he looks down and he's like, "Ugh." fine give me a sec <laughs> he starts climbing back down off the plane some what else did i get and not get joe uh what else did you get um you talked about the how when they open the arc it melts everybody's faces off um which indeed not indeed realizing he's not pure of heart or whatever closes yeah. his eyes Indiana uh, hates snakes. You were right about that. Yeah, it had nothing to do with pureness of heart. Uh, nope. It's just it that has... the Ark contains the wrath of God, apparently. Mm-hmm. And you're not allowed to look. But it's okay if you don't look. <laughs> if you, keep if you don't acknowledge the wrath of God, it's not real. <laughs> if, you can't, if you can't see it, it can't see you. <laughs> if you can't see it, it can't hurt you. <laughs> it's, it's, I am not looking so hard. Uh, I liked a character that I didn't know existed. Would you like to talk about Sala? Sala? Yeah, why don't you tell me about Sala? You brought him up. Sala is the best friend, and he didn't do anything wrong, and he deserved everything in the world, and also his family's amazing. Yeah. (laughs) He does everything right. He helps Indy through everything. His family is there to support him in Indy. It's perfect. I love him. He's an Egyptian guy who's friends with Indiana through some means or whatever and he's also currently under employee of the nazis who are digging in the desert they're digging in the wrong place and they don't know that at first but once indy comes under the scene he like 
helps Indiana infiltrate the dig site and uh, find the, the real resting place of the Ark of the Covenant mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. Um, and then he helps Indiana evade the Nazis and hooks him up with a trusted like pirate crew that will who we think is gonna betray him yeah the whole time yeah and then he doesn't (laughs) remember that guy being a double agent or being a sleaze bag uh like the the ship captain uh and it turns out he's a triple agent like he was all the stuff that he said to the nazis was just to like try to placate them and minimize damage to indiana and the ark and marion and uh yeah he just plays a really good villain yeah, he did great. Love that. Yeah. Oh, gosh. There's so many scenes in this movie, right? Where we're just jumping around. But I mm-hmm. think the thing that really got me was what I think we're led to believe is like uh, one of the, ulti- the, the penultimate scene where Indy has somehow acquired a rocket launcher. Yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, well, he was at the, he was at the German base, right? Yes. And now, how he did took- he outpace them and get up on the mountain and like was in lying in wait for them he ran they were walking they were marching they were still <laughs> marching he was running that was actually what i thought because we were talking about it i'm like because they're marching um he has a rocket launcher and says if you don't give me mary and i'm gonna blow up the ark of the covenant and then nobody's happy <laughs> uh and his rival friend Belloc is is like, um, actually, no, you're an archaeologist historian. You would never destroy this piece of history. Yeah. And Indy's like, you're right. Not even for the sake of Marion. And I'm like, is that Indy's fatal flaw? That that he will d- do anything for the archaeology, the history, the artifact? The history. Is that his downfall in the upcoming movies is that why he has a bad reputation with his son shia labeouf Hmm. you're so obsessed like you have you this is probably the fourth or fifth time that you mentioned his son shia labeouf and i I know it's like the only thing you know about the i'm not even gonna say it's aliens the crystal skull is aliens that's the only thing i know yet ray he doesn't exist yet I know, but, like, Temple of Doom is a pre-sequel, and then Last Crusade is, like, Indy's retiring, but they're like, one last hurrah! And then he kills more Nazis, because we think all the Nazis are dead or whatever. This is my quick Indiana Jones recap. Uh-huh. I don't know if Do any Do you want to just is- use this and skip the rest of the movies? No, 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 no. I'll give you more details. I'm just... All um, right, I would love to not hear about Shia LaBeouf, his son, until he actually is on the screen, on the scene. Let's talk about how he how Indy used pocket sand. He did use pocket sand. Uh, th- what are all of, the tools? <laughs> yeah, there's just a lot of very video game stuff. Like like Mary, the scene where Indy is fighting a guy under the propeller the guy, plane, yeah, and then Marion's up in the cockpit, like shooting a machine gun at red exploding barrels, and like <laughs> it's so good. It's very very. <laughs> And then, like the chase scene where he he has he's uh, successfully hijacked the German truck that has the Ark on it, and then he drives into town. And when when he beats that level, he like drives into a, a little garage that is set up, and and all of the people like push stalls in front of it and make it seem like it's a marketplace. And then they they lose Indiana, the Germans well, do that is. Do you think that this was planned as a video game first, and then no. they're like, 
Okay. I don't think so. Uh, I I mean, it's newer video game. This was 1981. (laughs) Well, I was... Newer video games have very clearly taken, like, a lot of... uh, uh, inspiration from from this movie and and movies like it, I guess. But yeah, you can see sure. the impact that this has had on on culture and uh, yeah, no, and, for sure. Yeah, it's. I mean, the speaking the, of culture, there was a lot of cool little like snippets of culture in this movie, such as what do you mean? Like you hear songs and like the 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 guy that Shala or Sala took Indy to. To, to read mm-hmm. the medallion and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I Here's what I... Well, okay. I want to talk about the Nazi monkey uh, real quick. And then I'll go. <laughs> okay. I, before I forget, sorry, I just got really mad. I dislike this monkey a lot, and it got what yeah. it deserved. I'm sorry. I'm not. <laughs> you, tell me. Tell me. Tell me how you really feel. So there's this guy working with the Nazis, and he sends his pet monkey around to, like track and snoop and mess yeah. with and it's Marion like, and it, indy it, it's introduced like where'd this monkey come from it's so this, yeah. look at this funny little guy and this funny little guy is just hanging around and being a cool monkey and then it's revealed that the monkey is a nazi monkey and he's a spy yeah, and I I joked like the monkey was gonna join the party, and then it did, and then it was a traitor, yeah. and then it died, and it, this all happened in the span of ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's the Nazi monkey. I had to talk about it. Um, I here's my 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 <laughs> my gripe about this movie. Are you ready? Yeah. I wish that Indy was putting artifacts back where they belong instead of putting them in a museum yeah we don't have to tokenize and and exoticize cultures <laughs> i'll tell you what yeah but but as it stands it's a fun movie that is a product of its time and culture because honestly archaeology was very popular during the turn of the century both in the united states and and mm-hmm. uh europe and like uh, there's an episode of, of the Cryptid Keeper. Uh, go listen to it. I don't remember, but like, people had unwrapping, people in Great Britain, and I think the US too, yeah. I'm not sure, had unwrapping parties where they unwrapped mummies? Yeah. And like, they just did that. Yeah. Yeah, it's gross. And like, it, and this uh, is like the, the difference to my knowledge, which is very limited and very biased, I'm sure. But to my knowledge, the difference between archaeology and antiquarianism. Yes. Um, and at least, you know, <laughs> it's a, it's a longer conversation than I think we're equipped to have. But I think at least Indiana's, you know, motivations are to, have these things have the histories known and have them researched and preserved. Um, yeah. Uh, but ra- rather than having them as fun decorations for my cool house. <laughs> right. Which is of what a lot of early archeology span started yeah. out as, um, which is not considered antiquarianism, but anyway, uh, we're getting, I'm getting sidetracked. Uh, Indy's cool. He's fine. <laughs> Yeah, for the most I, part, I, I, like whether or not he's certainly better than the Nazis and Belloc. Like that's uh, yeah, that's, that's for sure. Uh, and oh, just here for the greed and fame out of the ground. Indy's the guy that I want doing it. 
I, I would rather have a third person who's not that or Either. have Indy help them. But for what we got, Indy's pretty chill. He's not Belloc who is greedy and just wants fame. Oh, boy, howdy. Boy, howdy. Who's your favorite character? Yeah, it might be Indy. Indy's okay. my favorite character. Yeah. Harrison Ford's great, and he plays nerd boy and also action boy yeah. at the same time, believably, for me. Yeah. I love how exhausted he always is. He's always just like, oh, I fine. Know. Come, can't we just, can I just, can I catch a break? <laughs> My favorite character no. is Salah. Salah's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Every time I watch this movie, I he comes on a screen. I'm like, all right, this guy's not going to disappoint me once. And then I'm he, right. He, he doesn't. <laughs> all he does is help Indy. That's it. <laughs> yeah, and he leaves him in perfectly capable hands. It's like does everything he possibly can. It's to... true. Our our biggest fear was that Sala left him with a traitor, and he didn't. He didn't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, Ray, would you? This is the first time you've seen this movie. You knew quite a bit about it beforehand, or you know, at least you had plenty of of touchstones to to kind of piece together the ba- the basic idea. But having truly watched this film for the first time without the lens of nostalgia, would you say it's worth your time? I do, actually. Um, I, I can see why uh, it's uh, a classic touchstone for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sets up a lot of tropes that we see today, including the switching out the, the thing, the, yeah. the, an artifact, the boulder chasing, uh, the music. It's John Williams, so of course... I like yeah. it. Uh, the set dressing is... I don't think we yeah. talked about it too much, but it's phenomenal. It's really good. Um, and the acting, I love, I love the main characters. They're great. Yeah. So, I think this is the most in-depth I've gotten about yeah. a movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we, we spent a lot of time talking about how, how much we loved Marion, but... Um, uh, we love Marion. Yeah. I think you should end talking about Marion drinking, because that was a promise we made. <laughs> <laughs> let's let them in fiction deal with it mary marion has a drinking problem and i'm sure she's gonna get the proper help marion has a drinking problem but she can also out drink people to get out of bad situations it's a skill it's a it's... skill also mm. it doesn't work apparently because <laughs> she used it she used her cool skill of being able to drink really good to I... outwit renee and then dietrich was just there <laughs> I really wanted her. her to stab a Nazi with that knife. I needed it. Yeah. Uh, uh, she gets treated badly by this movie, but she rules. Yeah, she does. <laughs> anyway, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, or no, sorry. Thank you, Ray, so much for watching this movie with me. And thank you, Joe, for finally introducing this classic franchise to my purview. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And I'd also like to thank uh, Chongo for letting us use his song Hat of Serenity. <laughs> and I'd also like to thank Chongo for letting us use his song Hat of Serenity off of his album Hat Shop. I'd also like to thank Haley Rose for doing the intro of this show or else we can't talk about Indiana Jones. Uh, Ross Gerson also for doing uh, our, our podcast art. It's so cool. I'm thinking maybe we should update it and had, add like some little paraphernalia. Uh, this is just off the cuff. Anyway, from our favorite movies. Uh, and also thank you to Lunar Light Studio 
for hosting us and letting us watch movies. I wouldn't be watching movies without you, Lunar Light. <laughs> it's all your fault. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you all so much for listening. Ray, what was our favorite line? I don't... It's not a line. It's the slapstick mirror scene. <laughs> <laughs> it was so loud. Your favorite line is... Light Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay. Hey, Kyla. Yeah, Marty. What's your favorite scary movie? Well, that's an excellent question. You can find the answer to that if you listen to our podcast, Netflix and Kill. If you're a horror fan, you can hear us go through all the horror films on Netflix, good and bad. Find out which ones are worth watching. If you're a horror newcomer, don't be scared off. We go through the ropes and definitely make some jokes. So we hope you check us out. You can find our podcast at LunarLightStudio.com or iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. New episodes out every other Tuesday. May your nightmares be plentiful. plentiful.